is Priest Holmes a better running back than Fred Taylor? Hell no. no. When he made the Pro Bowl. Well, let's be clear. I didn't leak that information. Me and my agent, we, we are not the ones who leaked that information. So y'all need to ask the other side or whoever. Folks want to pop off? I wasn't really prepared for this interview to go in this direction. If you don't want to play football, just walk away from the game. Don't give me no old because I'm scared. If you're scared, you're scared. Go to church. And let's face it, all the great NFL quarterbacks have had mustaches. This is probably not that bad. This is not that bad. Knock on wood if you're with me, okay? This is the best podcast happening right now. I don't want to be struggling trying to pick the proper wording and being politically correct. No, man, I'm tired of that. I just want to talk like I talk. Keep it real. We keep it real, real, man. Keep it real podcast 124. We are back. Chill Willis here. Big Sofa is in the building. And we are still doing our social distancing um, situation here like everybody else. But even though Florida is opening up, everywhere is not opening up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too. I've been a couple places, but not. I'm not running out everywhere. And I think everybody's doing that. Everybody's like, hey, we kind of yeah. waiting to see. Well, no, I take that back. Not everybody because, you know, the beach has been full. I drove through the beach. Yeah. Uh, just drove. I didn't get out or nothing. Just drove to the beach. Packed. I mean, some of the bars. Some, of, par- some of the like, bars people, been been packed too. Full of people smoking hookah. I'm like, ain't no social distancing over there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think you still need some time to kind of see what's going on. I thought they still, you know, I thought they, they, they still had restrictions on bars opening, bars and restaurants. So I guess if you're a restaurant, you can open. But I thought it was supposed to be, you know, twenty five percent. It know, is capacity. But some places aren't are ignoring it. Yeah, they definitely are. Some places are ignoring I mean, it. I guess. Well, they've been closed, so they want to, you know, start to get back to, you know, the economy and making money. But I just I feel like with, you know, with all that and, you know, people opening up and all this just different, crazy, different reports, even from our supposed leader and, and president. You know, he's taking chloroquine now. So this is a little, look, we, just uh, <laughs> people just kind of just don't know what to do. <laughs> Look, we ain't even going to talk about him. Let's let's shift gears because we can talk about him all day with this foolishness that's going on in the White House. Let's, let, let's talk about the real deal. Let's talk about Michael Jordan, Last Dance. It's over with. All 10 episodes have aired. How you feel about it, man? When I look at the, the whole realm of it, uh, I felt like it was good. I got to see some things that I hadn't seen or, and knew about, yeah. uh, you know, growing up in Chicago. You know, got to see the inner side of Michael Jordan uh, yeah. during those times. Uh, I mean, I knew, you know, I heard about, you know, you heard his Hall of Fame speech and how he, you know, used a lot of things to motivate him. But uh, to see those episodes where, you know, you just saw him just kind of go at guys for, you know, saying anything or, you know, just, you know, one little thing got him going and, uh, you know that's what fueled him all those years. And, yeah, and, and I mean, uh, not not only players. We talking about coaches. What's the coach that was in the restaurant oh, with him and didn't speak to him and just walked by him? George Carl. Yeah, they, you know they're North Carolina. I know people. it. He didn't speak to him. Yeah, so I mean, even Calipari. You know, we you know said he was too hard on the, uh, the other team's players. You know, because he was yelling and doing too much cussing. So that's why he was, you know, kind of po'd and, and going at them like yeah. that. So. 
mean, just any little thing he could find to you know, motivate him and drive him. Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, did great things for him. And, you know, I think Tom Brady, when you look at football, I think Tom Brady, that same kind of guy. Yeah. And I'm looking for, you know, I'm, I won't be surprised if they do some surprising things in Tampa. This yeah. Year. Yeah. Of course, Tampa is going to be the team to watch. So the big question is, and I know you a little bit jaded because you from Chicago, but 1999, could they have made the uh, one to seventh ring? In 1999, if they would have stayed together, oh, I think they had all the pieces. Obviously, you had an older Dennis Rodman at that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, could he stay focused for a whole season? I think Scotty and Mike still were at the top of their games where they could, you know, be dominant players. Tony Kukoc was still, you know, a solid player. So it would be who would they have been able to bring in? to support those guys around, uh, you know, Michael and Scotty and Dennis, if they would have been able to keep Dennis, you know, who were, who would have been the guys that they would have, they would have had to bring in somebody that could definitely be a key rebounder for him. Yeah. So that would have been interesting. But I think with Michael's drive, uh, and the way, you know, just learning, but you know, how he pushed his teammates, you know, anybody that would have went there would have had to, you know, get in Falling line, obviously. Yeah, man. Or, you know, he obviously would have, you know, he would have crushed them. So, uh, I think they had an opportunity. I mean, they were, I mean, I think they would have been a favorite in 99. Yeah. I don't even remember who won the title that year. Uh, who won the I title don't, I don't remember either. <laughs> I don't. It's just fascinating yeah. looking at um, these shows. Now, he, here's a couple of things that, you know, I raised my eyebrow at. You know, we looked at all of the episodes. You know, his mom was involved in it. She was doing her interviews. The kids were involved. I was really surprised that his ex-wife Juanita was not involved in this, or she they didn't interview her at all. Well, I wasn't surprised by that. Really? You know, I've heard some, you know, things that I hear are pretty reliable from people that, you know, know Michael and, you know, how they got divorced. You know, I know Barkley said some things. Uh, about Michael Jordan as the owner and the general manager, and that's kind of why people think that they had refused. But it's a little bit more yeah. to that. Uh, from what I've been told, that you know Jordan, Tiger Woods, and Barkley all went on a you know trip. You know they're all married men, uh, but they went on trips uh, with their uh, uh, I guess mistresses or whatever. Ooh, side pieces, huh? And, uh, yeah, and uh, Jordan, you know, from my, from my, from what I paid for it all, and uh, somehow Barkley, something Barkley did got you know things back to Juanita, uh, where she checked uh, some things and was able to get some receipts, uh, and that was uh, mm, that. That was the end of it. Huh? Yeah, I heard that was pretty much that was one of the times that you know kind of set things off yeah michael jordan's daughter she she did a radio interview this week and she was just basically saying well you know her mom she'd been there she'd done that she was there during the championship she was there so she didn't really want to you know she felt like she didn't have to say anything you know she didn't have to yeah. you know she didn't and, and I, I get that i understand that i understand that yeah i mean i guess it wasn't part of her yeah it wasn't you know based on her it wasn't she wasn't on the team yeah. i mean she was his, 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 his wife at that time yeah. However, you know, it did show her, you know, with the championships. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the celebrations and, and, you know, video footage of him. But 
I don't think it took away from her not uh, speaking about anything. Yeah. And of course, if you don't know their story, like they met in in 1985 at uh, at a Bennigan's. Remember Bennigan's in, yeah. in Chicago after after one of the games. They met in '85. They end up getting married in um, in '89. I want to say she was the server there, though. I want to say she was the server at Benigan or something. Like yeah. That. So, of course, they were married for seventeen years, and dog, you know, when they got divorced, she like she got one of the biggest paydays. She got paid. Crazy. Yeah, oh pay. yeah, she got paid, 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 paid. Yo, between her divorce and the divorce from um old boy who used to own BET, they got paid. Paid, paid. Oh, paid. Tiger's wife got paid too. Yeah, though. she got paid. Yeah. Yeah, but then yeah. was like some but, divorces know, where you got a, they got a lot of money. Yeah, I look at Juanita. You look at Jordan paid that settlement out. Yeah. Then a couple of years later, he bought the Bobcats. Yeah. I mean, he bought an NBA team after that settlement. Yeah. Well, we, so how much look, money does he look, really we, got? We know we know Jordan is never going to be hurting for money ever. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. He he, he, he bought a team. And the crazy thing is, you know what? I, I I just learned this week. I didn't know the his his Chicago house. You know, it's still for sale. It's been for sale for yeah, like for years. Oh yeah, it's been on sale for over a decade yeah. now. And it's yeah. I mean, he's come down from you know. I think it's on up there for fifteen mil now. But that's, I think we'll start that. Yeah, he he, won, he wanted twenty some million dollars for, it, and it's it's the listing price is like fourteen million. The house is great, and of course, it's been customized for Michael. Got a full gym, full weight room, all of that good stuff. But um, they say it's going to be hard to get the money he wants because it's not on the water. No, it's yeah, not. it's not on. Like, so he's he's like three miles from the water. So they say that's that's probably the reason why nobody has bought it. But they saying you know with all the attention of you know the last dance, you know maybe 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 some crazy fan with the money might buy. I doubt it. Somebody is crazy enough as a Michael Jordan fan. They got the money. They're gonna buy it. Yeah. Uh, You're right. They, they would have already bought it. Yeah. Another thing that caught my eye is they, you know, they never mentioned anything and about Michael Jordan playing for the Washington Wizards. They never even said anything about that. And I know it was supposed to be focusing on this on this last year, but they still talked about the baseball and still talked about other things. You know, they did a little timeline, but they never said anything about the Wizards. I mean, it was a, it was called the Last Dance. It was focused on the 1998-99, uh, you know, season yeah. goal of 97-98 season of the Bulls, that last run, the final three-peat. Uh, so, I mean, those were – when I was at their second retirement, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was called the last dance, and it was, you know, based on, you know, his year, with, you know, Phil, that year with Phil. So, I don't see why it was entail uh, – Anything for the Wizards, I think. You know, people look at his time with the Wizards as like, like people look at Emmett Smith's time with the Cardinals. Cardinals yeah, know? yeah, man. It's just different, you know. You know, people look at those those things as just that's, that, that really didn't happen. <laughs> you know, even though Montana in a Chiefs uniform, you know, uh, yeah, it just wasn't it, right. Just, yeah, right. You know, it just wasn't there. So. uh you know, if they want, if the people in Washington want a uh, document, I think they should just go out and, you know, draft some players, get some yeah. players around John Wall. You know, get some players around John yeah. Wall. John Wall's a great basketball player. Yeah. Get some players in there and create a winning franchise and, 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 and create their own dynasty. Yeah, they have to. Now, um, did you hear that Scottie Pippen was not too pleased about how he was portrayed 
during the last dance or, or, or the final the final edit he wasn't too happy about it we look at scotty scotty has some issues and those were you know things that and some out of his control the migraine yeah. the back injury you know out of his control uh you know but you know him sitting down you know refusing to go in the game that's on him yeah. uh him and his comments that he would, you know, do it again. That's on him as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, you know, he said that, and nobody forced him to say that. So uh, that definitely wasn't a good look for him. Uh, you know, he, he he did fight through the uh, the back injury in the Utah game uh, to to help him win that championship. But uh, you know, with a back injury, I've had him. You know, they're tough to deal with for him to you know be able to gut it out in the way. I thought that I thought that for Scotty. Maybe helps him with the 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 headache game against Detroit, yeah. and uh, you know that game. I, I thought that kind of showed his toughness, uh, but I still see a lot of you know posts and things that you know people felt uh, Scotty was always weak minded, or mm-hmm. uh, you know he just kind of you know he, he you know he, Jordan pushed him to be uh, you know mentally tough, and, and you know what that's what I think made or makes Michael Jordan the goat because. You know, when you came into that Bulls locker room, like Steve Kerr said, if you weren't ready to stand up to him, he wasn't going to trust you when it became yeah. time yeah. to go into battle. Exactly. So you had to earn your stripes with Jordan and elevate your game to meet his or, you know, and, and what really stuck out for me is Michael Jordan said that, you know, you know, not one teammate could ever say that, you know, Mike asked me to do something that, that he, he wasn't will do. doing himself yeah. uh, so I mean that says it all you know that's what that's what you want in a teammate is to push you get better and then to you know his play uh, you know just electrify your team so yeah. I mean for me I think he's the greatest I, I have some that are close to him I think Kobe's probably the closest yeah uh, LeBron is LeBron is a great player no doubt I just don't feel LeBron you know and people say well he, you know, he, he did it without, you know, he had Dwayne Wade. You know, Dwayne Wade had already won a title by himself yeah. with Shaq. Yeah. Uh, so then they said, well, he didn't have Dwayne Wade in Cleveland. We had Kyrie yeah. Irving. And he, had, and, he had, and he had Kevin Love. Those are not some Some pushover players. players. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Those aren't, you know, those aren't slouch players. So, you know, I, I just think that, uh, you know, LeBron is a, is a great player. And, you know, he's on my Mount Rushmore, but – I just don't think, you know, when I look at him competitively, sometimes I, I feel, you know, I look at I look at certain things, even with Kevin Durant, him switching off when Kevin Durant hit that three to, you know, win that last championship for the Warriors, yeah. you know, LeBron switched off of him. Well, LeBron, Jordan is not going to, you know, unless told to by a coach, you know, when, when they took him off of Magic, you know, they put Scotty on him for the betterment of the team. But if Jordan is guarding somebody, I just don't see him. You know, switching off. You know, I, I even heard it in the last dance. He's like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not effing switching. Yeah. You know, you know, Wayne, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not switching nothing. So, I mean, for him, you know, for him to tell that or say that in a, in a huddle, I feel like I definitely don't think he would do that in a game and, and back away from the challenge. And I saw LeBron James do that, and people, you know, when he was tired. He had to play so many minutes. And Jordan had to play yeah, a lot of minutes. Exactly. Too, Jordan I mean, didn't. Minutes he, look, minutes. he didn't complain about it. He he just. And it just just the will that Jordan had. If Jordan want to win this game, they're gonna win this game because he's gonna find some kind of way to, to make it happen. He gonna dig. Think yeah, he's gonna find some kind of way to make it happen. 
and think about the the size of LeBron James. He's you know he's he's bigger and, and, and stronger than, than Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. So so for you know him to be able to handle some of those things, I mean, I get the minutes, but Jordan being able to you know do the and take the pounding that they had to take back then, uh, you know, with a smaller frame. Yeah. Uh, so I think that you know you know it'll be a debate forever people will always debate and bring up different you know stats and different things to, mm-hmm. i think i think uh, after for, after this but for me that's what does it for yeah, me after this last dance it should be no debate like it's no debate for me anymore you know what i would like to see of course not a 10 episode arc like the last dance i want to even though i've seen dennis rodman's story i want them to do a good little maybe four four piece something on they've already done the 30 for 30 but I think they can dig a little bit more into Dennis Rodman's story. <laughs> That's a story that, man, they probably could keep right now for days and, and yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would, I would like to see that. I really would. All right, we finished talking about about Michael Jordan NBA stuff. Let's go ahead and talk about football. But so far, I know I heard your phone beep in. Who you got on the phone, man? Man, I got my boy Killer Killer Bees. The number 21, 96 draft pick, you know, the year before me, my old teammate, my brother, uh, he's up in uh, Jersey, quarantine. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, he's got to really be quarantined because, you know, Jersey is one of them hot spots <laughs> in New York. So, Bees is up on the phone right now. Yo, Bees, what's, what's up, baby? Kill up, Bees! What's up, man? What's up, fellas? How y'all yeah. doing, man? Hold on, hold on. I got to stop. Hold on, I got to stop. He said Damon, yo. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how to... No, it felt funny. It didn't even feel right coming off my tongue, man. I'm like, I don't know, I'm like, Damon. <laughs> I said Damon. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny right there. Though. I ain't heard that in a while. Especially for me. <laughs> yeah, especially for you. I was like, yo, they said Damon? <laughs> okay. So fun. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, we back, man. We back. <laughs> Bees, what you been up to, man? You know, training some kids. That's about it. Up here in Jersey right now. How are you training with this whole COVID, man? This thing is crazy. Well, right now, I'm, I'm not I'm not doing too much right yeah. now. But, man, I've been working some kids out, man. I got a little clientele of, like, middle school all the way up to NFL. Like, Defensive bags, different positions. Man. Okay, okay. And uh, everything it was it was it was fun for me because I just like helping kids. Yeah. But it was like I see the kids wanting to come back because they see I'm serious when I'm out there working with them. It's fun, but we work, and it's like I just everything had to shut down. But everything's good, man. I, I think we'll come out of this okay. Hopefully, I don't. Know. Yeah. It's like either way, it could turn either way. Nobody knows, and that's the scary thing about everything. Nobody knows. Yeah. Today is the day that the NFL said that facilities can open, but they have to be in accordance with all of the local rules. So that means, of course, every team is not going to have a facility open today. Um, but also the NFL said that coaches can't come until all the facilities are open just to kind of keep it fair to everybody, keep a competitive yeah. you know, thing going on. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, the players got to train, and some of them got to get treatment. Yeah. I mean, that, how is that going to happen, though? Like, are they allowed to get treatment? Yeah, play, now or, players you know, can come in. Players can come in now, but the coaches can't. So players can come in and work okay, out but what and about get treatment. The contact for treatment. I, I see. I don't what know. About the close contact? I don't know. You know, so, I mean, but I think, I mean, 
you know how it is up there. So we got the best of the best when it yeah. comes to medical and training and everything. I mean, that's, oh, that's true. it's like top notch. I'm sure everything is okay in there, but I mean, it's just, it's just a scary situation, man. Just What do you do? You got to work. You got to yeah. train. I think everything will be sanitized and everything will yeah. be clean in that, in the stadium. I think they'll make sure that when those players come in, they'll, you know, they'll be safe. But my question is, this is, you know, everybody's kind of been uh, at home, you know, how do we, you know, some people have you know, had to go to the store, but I think, you know, the only safe way possible is you, you test all those guys uh, before you start bringing them in uh, because, you know, obviously, you know, guys have family, you know, kids at home uh, where it's, a, you know, a sticky situation, uh, you know, that, you know, it would be scary and not knowing, you know, how you can, you know, you, know, you might contract this, you know, disease or, or virus and go home and give it to your kids, you know, for your job. And obviously it's a great job and everybody wants to you know, have that opportunity. But how would you feel bees now as a, as a current player? You know, how would you handle this? I would definitely talk about the testing. But the thing with the testing, you have to wait two weeks, don't you? Because it has well, an incubation rate of two weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think you, get, there, you can get a positive read or whatever, but you still have an incubation period. Yeah, I think. Like, okay, so if we bring them together at the beginning for four, for fourteen days and say, okay, you know what, you guys away. are gonna, yeah. yeah, and say, you know, we're gonna have to self quarantine these guys. You're gonna have to be away from your families because we want to keep you guys safe, and then we, we'll know as as a whole who's positive, who's negative, and that way you're you're playing on an equal playing field. Otherwise, you know, it's like you know they talk about this curve, and I and I'm you know I wasn't the best math student ever. But when they did the curve on the test, that's when everybody got a bad grade, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, but you had, to, but you had to get the curve based on everybody having a test. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has to have a test. So, if everybody doesn't have a test, how's the curve going to drop? Because you don't know what the true, you know, yeah. you don't know where where that you don't know where, you don't know where that line is at. What about what Georgia did? They put different dates in there, so. They had the curve going down, but when you look on the bottom of the chart, it said April would be yeah. one, the next one would be May, and it's like, whoa. It's like they're just yeah, – yeah. So many stories where you see people coming out, you know, they want me to fire me because I won't, you know, put these numbers up. And, you know, it's, it's just so, you know, no transparency. And I, I think you have to look at the top. You know, just, I mean, the way this country is running, I'm sorry that, you know, I don't want to be political. You have to look at the top, you know, I mean, that's yeah. just the way it's going. Hey, because if it was the other guy, who oh, <laughs> would to go at him? Oh, oh if, it was, God, if it was our guy yeah. who wore a tan suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I got off Facebook and I don't really comment on stuff anymore, man. But I was thinking about it. Some people are so racist that they rather let this, the top grift billions of dollars and still be happy with the racism. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, the fear of losing your majority is what all this is about. You know what I'm saying? Like, we wake up every day, the first thing they think is hate. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, like, yo, let's wake up and cherish the day. Yeah, and that's what's that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with the other side, yeah. bro. 
Yep. That is. Every day waking up hateful instead of just waking up living your life. You want to worry about what somebody else looks like, somebody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? What does that even matter? Because there's extremes in your side that are terrible. There's extremes on all sides that are terrible. And look, a I mean, pandemic you know, don't care what color you are. That's that's why I'm like, do y'all not exactly. realize that? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, it's still 90, over, over 90,000 people have died in yeah. the United States in less than six months. Yep. Go look it's at 1918. What happened? 50 million around the country? 50 million mm-hmm. around the world, excuse me? That was for what the, the Spanish flu or whatever they called it back then? Yeah. yeah. Go, look yeah. At them. Go look at those numbers, you know? You think everything's a joke? This is not a joke. It's not a hoax. Not at all. Yeah. So, bees, if you were if you were tasked with playing right now, uh, mm-hmm. as, you know, because as a remember, you remember your rookie year, how long that was. You know, mini camp. You know, you do mini camp right now. Oh man! But to yep. not, but to not have that right now. You know, just kind of learning the playbook uh, with no technique really being taught. All you're really getting is film. And just kind of, you know, X's and O's. How would you be able to, you know, as, as a rookie, figure out a way to be successful? Man, you got to try to, because I, I know you're going to work out, you know, but you got to try to work out with some guys that are there, you know, maybe train with some guys that are there and talk to you. I mean, you can't work out on your own. I'm sure guys with two or three guys get together and work out. I mean, that and film. I think there's so much more advanced with the game now. I mean, you know, on the sidelines, when we're playing, we yeah. got a picture. They got a daggone computer watching the play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we yeah, got like a, a screenshot of right before the play happened and then a, like a couple steps into the snap. Seconds after, yeah. It was like a couple seconds after. They took it, yeah, they took it now, out of the picture. They got a surface on the sideline and they can watch the whole drive right there. It's a lot different, yeah, definitely. The advances in the game, I mean, it's like yeah. they you, you can get your – they can get all that stuff sent to them. I mean, I, I feel like they'll be all right mentally, but they got to be on their own, you know, with the physical part, staying in shape, yeah. being game ready. I think that's been a big problem lately. You know, a lot of these, these kids work out on their own, and they don't do what we did. You know, you got to get those football calluses, man. You got to get up in there and gritty, yeah. <laughs> you know, with, with the OTAs and, and the, the little walkthrough, you know. But yeah. these kids, are, they're, so, they're so much away from the team aspect now because of all these CBAs that they're not around getting that grit. I think about for me coming into the league and, you know, a lot was mental, you know, learning the, the inter, you know, the plays and that stuff and obviously being the safe. But the one thing that you can't, you know, simulate is the speed of that game and how fast guys are. <laughs> when, when, when you when you when you when you get from that college level, and you know, you, you might have you might have five or six guys on your team in college that, that got the NFL talent and they have speed. Mm-hmm. When you get on that NFL team, everybody's got speed. You're Everybody. Like, like, this dude is like <laughs> six eight. He's like three twenty. He's like running next to me. Like, that mm-hmm. shouldn't happen, yeah. you know? This shouldn't happen. So, you know, for those guys, I think that, like B said, it's going to be getting with guys that are in the league and those guys in the league really bring in. If you got a strong, I think got, teams that have a strong locker room, are, you know, are going to be able to bring those young guys on and get plays out of them. That's gonna, I think those are going to be the teams that have the most success 
this season if they you know if they're even able to have a season. The Jacksonville Jaguars aren't they already behind the eight ball because they got thirty rookies. You got twelve draft picks and eighteen free agents, so you got thirty guys that are brand spanking new. Just like you said, bees, they walk around with a Surface tablet, just getting virtual meetings. What about the the brotherhood aspect where you know I, I know this guy because we you know we've been training and all, but they they don't have that. Mainly they'll get that come July August because a lot of stuff now is like. The rookie camp. Yeah. We did OCAs. We were there. Yeah. Like, they're not even there for that month or two months like we were. So, for, I'm about to say day yeah. again, man. <laughs> 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 but, like, we, yeah. you, we were there. Like, after the draft, we came for a week, then we went home, and then we were there. Like, for days. Yeah, like, I, got, there. I remember when I graduated, I came, like, a couple days after I graduated, I was in Jacksonville, and I was here. Yep. And it's like, like I, I don't feel like the the rookies have that coming in, yeah. like we did. That's a lot missing, you know, because a lot of them start a little slower pace. You know, we had to come up in there already. <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, the new changes the day that came down with the Rooney Rule. You know, the owners they can't meet face to face, so the owners been meeting virtually too. So today they uh, had they they trying to tweak the Rooney Rule because of course you know they still got issues with having minority coaches other than who Ron Ron Rivera and then the guy in Miami you know it was a whole lot of open spaces but basically you only got two that got jobs yeah I'm, I'm gonna jump in here real quick and I'm gonna let Dean yeah. take over but I look at this as as a, as a player issue I look at this as you know even as a legend issue that you know us as legends and players in the league currently now, we need to do something, you know, because unless you have change, to, 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 to get change, and I look at our even our community, the black community, obviously we cry about when the police, you know, brutalize us or we get gunned down, jogging or something like that. We do have an issue with black-on-black crime. And the thing is, people don't change you know, unless they're willing to be uncomfortable. You know, you got to think about the Montgomery bus, you know, bus guy. They they were willing to make themselves uncomfortable. They still had to go to work, but they said, we're not going to get on your bus. We're going to make ourselves uncomfortable because we won't change until people in our black community stand up and make themselves uncomfortable with, you know, this black on black crime, you know, get rid of that, no snitching. You know, if you shoot somebody in my family, I'm telling. <laughs> I don't care. I'm telling. You know, I mean, this is how it is. I mean, I don't know how. You feel like, well, I'm going to shoot somebody in your family and now I'm going to get justice. My cousin, my brother, my, my sister still not going to be back. So that's not going to, you know, that's not going to do anything for us as a people. You know what I mean? So until we become uncomfortable, and I think until the players make these owners uncomfortable or make themselves uncomfortable with, you know, how, who they're by. You know, you see some of these same guys getting, you know, just recycled and recycled and recycled oh, and recycled. recycled. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, come on, you know, you know, myself, me, we work up there, man. We've all, yeah. you know, everybody should have an opportunity, and I just don't see how guys just keep getting passed over, passed over by color. And it shouldn't have to be a rule. I mean, you should just do the right thing. There's no way every enemy does not get a head coaching job. The way he's done with Kansas City, he's calling offensive plays. I mean, he's a coordinator. I mean, they just won the yeah. Super Bowl for Christ's sake. He doesn't get a, a head coaching job. Nope. Man, that's 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 that's, that's crazy. Nope. 
That's the crazy. Giants, I mean, who, who, what jobs were there? The Giants job, the Cleveland job, the Cincinnati job. They, they didn't fire that guy. Yep. Panthers job. The Redskins. Oh, yep. Redskins job. Yep, Redskins. Yep. So originally the Rooney Rule required teams to interview only one minority candidate for the head coach. They didn't have to interview anybody for any coordinator or anything. So the new changes they made today, each team is going to have to interview at least two candidates from outside the organization for any vacant head coaching and offensive coordinator, defensive, or special teams coordinator job. What about the GM? Okay. Well, well, I think the key word is they have to interview them. They don't have to Yeah, hire. you're right. They just have to interview them. <laughs> They have now. You said now, Sophie. You said the GM because they're they're going to expand the uh, rule now for executive positions too. So that's going to be they're going to be required to just like you said interview minorities and female for positions such as team president, senior executives, finance, human resources, football operations, marketing, sponsorships, and security positions. Okay, so where is that talent pool? Because if you go throughout anywhere, like yeah. I mean, there's a couple, but yeah, where is that talent pool? So they only get one or two a year. Yeah. It's always going to be the same. But thing. but they, now they, they say there's nobody groomed. But they, but they say the teams are going to have to do that that minority coaching fellowship to groom these people, and they're they're going to be for um, legend players, minority and female participants. I ain't gonna lie, I know I should be coaching up there. Yeah. I know I should be too, but I, don't I, mean, think, nobody, it's, it's I don't think nobody can coach D back better than me anywhere. That's where I, I think, think it's gonna be. Who it's gonna I be? A, it's gonna be a good old boy system again. <laughs> and I ran four seven, and I started eight years a corner. Who does? That? Come <laughs> on, man. But it, it seems like even players that are in the Hall of Fame seems like they have a hard time getting a coaching job, which is crazy. Like Air Reed, which is crazy. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. I mean, but even even Keenan, you got to do an internship. Yeah, why, why did it take Keenan so long to get a get a, a job in NFL coaching? I mean, college. Keenan yeah, do an internship. I mean, he did. Keenan Keenan well, had mean, to do an internship. He, why, why wasn't Keenan thought of as OC for Jaguars? I mean, why wasn't he a guy that was interviewed and thought? I mean, thought of as an offensive coordinator. I know Keenan. I know what he's about. I know how he's been on the sideline. I know what kind of mind he had. I know he can put a game plan together to attack any team in the NFL based on film study, just like any other coach could. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, wh- why wasn't he there? I mean, he you look at the you look at the you look at DJ Sharp. You look at how he matured from his first year to his second year. You know, this guy goes from almost a bust to a Pro Bowl. Yeah, that didn't happen you know by accident. Yeah, well, and Keenan McCollum, mm-hmm. that didn't happen by accident. But you, let's look at our let's look at our quarterback player, Blake Bortles and, and Ty Walsh. And how often we we send it, but you 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 keep this guy? Why? <laughs> I, I mean, then you bring in some other people. I mean, I mean, I mean, even Walsh. I mean, the defensive coordinator. You know, look at Yannick. You know, he's telling. You know, he's screaming on the sideline, put me in a better position. If a, if a I mean, players know when coaches mm. don't put them in good positions. Yeah. I mean, or, or what you know they're doing is, is not going to be effective if. If we would have just left bees on one on one all day by itself, that would have been good for our team. Yeah. Can we play with bees one on one sometimes? Hell yeah! But can we play it all game? That's that's not going to be effective for our team. No. You know? So <laughs> if, if you're doing something and the player knows it, he's like, man, everybody got different talents. I could I could be right? in in my instincts. Mine wasn't the speed and wasn't the you know like 
man to man, but my zone and my eyes and my vision. That's my game. My anticipation, you know. Uh, and like when Dom Capers came, he played to my gifts. Yeah. And that's what really had me out there balling. Playing, he played, put me in position to play how I play. And I that's think that's how I good think, coach. Right. That's why I think Harbaugh should have been really, you know, you look at him, you say, he gets a kid like Lamar Jackson. He doesn't, you know, try and pin Lamar Jackson and say, look, I want you to throw out the pocket. I want you to five-step drop, seven-step drop. You know, this is how I want you to throw. He says, no, you know what? We're going to, you know, we're going to be creative. We're going to, you know, bring some speed option. We're going to run the read option, which is, you know, had kind of died in the league, you know, prior to, you know, last year, him running, you know, reinventing the read option. So, you know, maybe be mindful. These coordinators are going to be looking to stop that. But when you look at how Harbaugh and how some coaches, even Ron Rivera, I think Ron Rivera is a good coach because when he got Cam Newton, he didn't try to force Cam Newton to be a pocket passer. They, they made plays for Cam to be successful. Did it get Cam beat up? Yes. Is that why he's probably yeah. creating right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. But it made it, it also got him an MVP as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they used his talents to make the team as good as they were. It wasn't good enough to get them to a Super Bowl. But the coach, knowing their players and, and what – no, NFL guys, when they when a when a guy gets drafted and comes onto the field, you know when they go to that first mini camp, vets are looking, and vets are gonna say, "Oh, yeah, he can play." Yeah. And then they're gonna say, "Oh," <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "Oh, this dude ain't gonna be here." That's no. I mean, it's the truth. They know that. Oh, he can. You obviously gonna look at the first round pick. You gonna look at the picks. You gonna be, like, "Oh, yeah, this dude can play." Oh, man, why they bring this trash in here, man? This dude ain't finna help us. Mm-hmm. And guys know that. <laughs> yeah. They know yeah. that. We, I mean, God, we figured that out. We're like, man, this dude, when they brought Marcus Stroud in our locker room, we like, oh, shit, this motherfucker finna clog up the D-line, huh? Yeah. Then, then Henderson comes in the next year? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody finna run the ball over something better. Man, you know what I'm saying? Middle linebacker behind me. Why, how you think Mike P was, like, begging to get to Jacksonville? <laughs> I mean, I would have... <laughs> If I'm a free agent linebacker in the division, I would go there too. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that was a great move for Mike Peterson. And, and you know, his career was great here in Jacksonville. But he had two monsters in front of him. Think about Ray Lewis's career. And who he had, mm-hmm. he had Sam, so he had Sam Saragusa and Sam Adams in front of him. He had two hogs in front of him. Mm. Nobody could get to him. You know, so 700 pounds. Yep. <laughs> right. So guys, guys know who can play and who can, you know, who can help that team. And the veterans, like we talked about earlier, the veterans know who to seek out and go and say, hey, you know, maybe this guy, he might be struggling a little bit. He might, you know, they know who to bring and pull up that can help the team. They know who. Yo, you know who did that? got me like that? You know who got me like that? Andre Ryzen. Bad move, Ryzen. Yeah. came up to me like that. He was like, damn, dog. He said, man, you be putting them hands. I was like, oh, bad move was saying that. that. That's a confidence builder right there, bro. Yep. You grow up, you grow up watching somebody. Then you're out there working with him, you know, covering him. He says that to you like, "Yo, Rising said that about me." Word. We grow up, and then we out there playing with some dudes like Tim Brown and Jerry Rice. I'm like, man, I'm out there. I'm trying to bring my A plus game playing them too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, man, back in the day, he used to always call somebody out and try to be him. Like, I used to try to be Lawrence Taylor on defense or, like, Walter Payton on offense. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was a receiver. I, I remember one time I wanted to be Gary when I was a young boy, and I'm out there playing. That, that looks hey, great. Hey, so here's the thing. If you you playing against Jerry Rice, so when you played against him, so you in awe probably until he runs past you the first time, and you'd be like, oh, uh-uh. Nah, see, I ain't going to let him make me look foolish now. Nah, it was opposite with me. <laughs> I came out there red day. Like, like we played him in a preseason game. Remember, I, you was there, uh, Silva? We played yeah, in the preseason yeah, we played game. him when he out there on Monday Night Football. Yeah, and he came out there to block me. Man, I was so amped up. I slammed him like, oh, I'm like, no, man, you ain't doing nothing. I was all up in his grill. Like, he like, kick me. He's like, yo, come. Like, get the fuck off me, man. What you I'm like, oh. I was like, I got you, I got you. Like, like got all up trying to get all up his head because I was like, I'm not going to take none of your stuff. I don't care who you are. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. So so with the, with, yeah, with, yeah, with these crazy. changes to the Rooney rule, and I got my air quotes up because just like you said, Bees, they have to interview, but that does not mean that they're going to hire. So does yeah, it even matter? Man. I just think it's going to be the same. I mean, because it, it's all, like, you could say it's on the players, but to me, it's on the owners. Yeah. <laughs> like, the owners make all the calls. Rooney got the rule, and look, what they do? They hire a black coach. I, I like what uh, Tampa's yeah. done. Tampa got, like, an all-black staff, yeah. you know? That's – because that's a guy from the hood. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Arians. Yeah, Arians. Arians. Arians from the hood, man. Coach Arians from yeah, the hood. Yeah, man. man. Come on, man. <laughs> Arians is a guy that gets it, though. He's not – He's not. Uh, you know, he hasn't been brought up with hate brought in his heart, you know, to, to, to not to, – to, you know, to not – to try and keep somebody down because of their skin color. But he doesn't have that in him, and, and you know, it, it's in a lot of people. You know, a lot, especially a lot of people that have higher power in the NFL. I think. Yep. You know, it seemed like Ar- Arians I mean, just want the best, staff. the best guy there. That's what Arians want. He just want the best guy. That's to what, Yeah. And that, yo, so don't you think former players would be the best guys yep. there? <laughs> guys that played, you got, you got on his staff uh, the the D back coach Kevin uh, Ross. I mean, what is he? 13 years deep, he probably t- tell most more than most coaches yep. are these young head coaches now. You got Todd McNair. I mean, you look at that coaching staff. That's nothing but teachers. Yep. Once they get the scheme down and everybody's working together and, they, and you get that scheme in your head, like, you don't realize, people don't realize how smart you have to be as a football player because of the quick twitch decisions you have to make because – Every play, think about how fast the play is. The play is what, 20 seconds? You got to line up. You got to look at the formation. You got to, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff is happening so quick, and you got to do it for 60 plays at a high level. Mm-hmm. You got to be a different person to do yeah. that. And it's like all that stuff, all those plays are still always in your mental roller days. Like I still, I still got to think about plays I think I could have made. Like if I see something, I'm like, man, I could have had a play like that. But it's like there's always in your mental Rolodex, and it can it can do nothing but help that younger kid. Yeah. Because you've been in that situation, you know. Like, what do I do with this back shoulder fade? Oh, you got to play through the hands, or you know what I'm saying? If, if you're not in a situation, you turn. You got to play through the hand, you know. Yeah. Bees, you remember your bad plays more than you remember the good plays? Oh my goodness! All I remember is the drop kicks and bad plays and getting beats on double moves and stupid stuff. Because there's always like some stupid, undisciplined reason I got beat. You know, trying to do too much one, and all that stuff. The one clap. 
Yep, right in one, one clap. clap. Always a one clap. Yep. Hey, y'all know I trained um, C.J. Henderson before the combine. Oh, really? Oh, you did? I went out to Arizona and trained him. My boy is his agent. So, I, you know, I worked with him because he's down in Florida. Oh, they play his press. I had to show him some off technique and got the footwork right, bro. And I told oh, him, I was looking at him. I was like, I was like, yo. I was like, you're going to go to Jacksonville. I was like, they just lost two corners, and you're going to be the first quarter after the boy goes. You're going number nine. Went to Jacksonville. Wow. <laughs> yo, I'm, I'm glad he's going there, man. That dude is going to be a baller, yo. Elegy. Yeah, okay. He's like, yeah, he's that like makes a, me feel a little bit better. Hey, and this is funny. Thing. about that pick. I had, no, I'm telling you, bro. I, I, I got him right, bro. And now I'm a, I still am on him. I still stay in touch with him. Still be texting him videos and all that stuff. That's why I want to be down there and do that internship, man. I need to come down there and help him, GB, man. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. He's fast, but it's like smooth. And at the same time, I was like, yo, I ain't, you're like the quietest Miami cat I ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yo. I was like, I was like, you ain't from Miami. He was from Miami. I was like, you are the quietest cat I've ever met. Damn. But that dude oh, he is like, he don't realize talking. Nah, he just, just, well, not with me. I mean, I, he seemed like he was just focused, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, he you know, most cats are rowdy. Like, I see some cats from Miami where we was training. They was rowdy. Mm-hmm. But he was just laid yeah. back, quiet storm, bro. I'm telling you, that dude is trying to do something. I knew that pick was coming. I'm telling you, he's going to be a baller. Without, and he's going to be what we had without all the other distractions. Okay. Okay. That's even better. That's even better. Yeah. So I mean, big. look, he's 6'1", 205. He did 225 20 times, 4-3. Come on. <laughs> so, we're talking about DBs. We're talking about DBs. I got to ask you about the DBs. Quentin Dunbar and what's the other boy's name? DeAndre Baker. <laughs> Man, look here. And DeAndre Baker. They're in the news. <laughs> and not and not for good things. This, this is what I'm saying. Man, these, these new players. So so you 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 you're on an NFL roster. Why you robbing people? <laughs> what's going on? Beast, why That's why I want to hear the whole story first. I want to hear the whole story first. The story is allegedly, <laughs> allegedly they somebody they was at a big card game. Allegedly lost like seventy thousand dollars playing cards. So to them, they they play, ain't they but a couple of days after that, they're playing Blu-ray. They're playing Blu-ray. <laughs> a couple of days after that, they hanging out at the cookout and playing cards again. Video games. The argument broke out, and then DeAndre Baker whips out a firearm and say, "Hey, we just want to rob everybody." So, with Quentin with him, he told Quentin to get everybody watch valuables, things like that. Allegedly, this happened allegedly. That's allegedly. That's allegedly. That's. So I want to hear the whole story. It got to come out. So I'm a, I'm a pass judgment because I don't want anything bad to happen to them young men. Because that's a tragedy, and it is true. You know, yeah, that's hey, like. B, B, you, think you think they're playing Blu-ray? Or you think they were playing? Space? They were playing something else, man. <laughs> <laughs> Blu-ray's not really a hood game. 
<laughs> but you know that's the NFL, that's the NFL, NBA, that's the NBA, you know, that's the NBA gambling game. You know, the NFL, NBA gambling game. That's what a lot of guys do. You think they was playing, but did they rob some other players? It's, it's, it's everybody, <laughs> everybody, but here's the thing. So, so your getaway car is a Lamborghini and a G wagon. And a G wagon, yeah. So that's and that's a, a getaway. And, a G -Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and you think you ain't gonna get caught? Yeah. Come on, man. Dang. Come on. That's crazy, though, man. Like, like in this day and age, like how dumb can you be? I that's like idiotic to me because everything's on tape, everything's on cameras. Yeah, you got to live yeah. like low. And DeAndre low. told Quentin, he told Quentin, anybody come in here, shoot him. Yeah. I'm sorry, we, yo, me and you been tight, yo, but I'm promising him. You I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do with this, buddy. <laughs> I'm out. He must, he must have put that gun up to his head like uh, Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, two on juice. <laughs> you gonna rob these dudes? Oh, I'm gonna if I go down, you go down. Man, if I go down, you go down. Damn, man. That's, so I, yeah, I, I want to see what happens. I want to see. I want to see what happens. It's gonna be if they get. In, if they, I mean, if they get convicted, of that I, I'm gonna say they're in the first word is over. Of course, no, man. Of course. Like. like there's some stories though, man. Like I mean, just the Amanda story, that story. I mean, there's some. <laughs> we just regular you know people. I mean? Football players are just regular people, just like the Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Florida man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Football players are just like the Florida man. There's a couple out there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, bees, give everybody your um your social social media, man, so they can follow you. At Bees. 21 on Twitter and Beasley737 on Instagram. All right. Well, sir, Beasley, appreciate you getting on the call. We, no we doubt, my there. brother. You get on anytime you want, man. You know? Yeah, man. You know, we'll we'll do it, bro. Yeah. We got some hot topics. We definitely going to Yeah, hot topics, bro. I love hot topics. No doubt, bro. Hey, it's good talking to you, brothers. All right, man. All right, bro. I need something to be. All right. All right. One love, man. Peace. All right. Don't forget, you can catch us every week. Keep It Real Podcast. Tell your friends. Instagram, we are Keep It Real Podcast. Click the link in that. You can find the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. We all over the place. We out.